Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Very heartbreaking and disappointing loss for your Eagles in Atlanta. They fell to the Falcons 24-20 in a wild game that featured a lot of things that we did not see coming. Uh, Merrill Reese still called a great game on the radio. He's here with me right now, the voice of the Eagles. Merrill, good morning. I assume you're on no sleep, but whether or not you are, what were your main takeaways from the loss? Well, first of all, the Eagles were really shorthanded in this game uh, because Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson played only a few snaps and they went out with injuries. They say that Deshaun was a, a groin pull of some kind and that uh, Alshon Jeffrey had a calf pull. And uh, also Dallas Goddard, the other tight end, actually only had uh, the warm-ups. He actually pulled a calf muscle in the warm-ups. So they only had one tight end rest, and that was Zach Ertz. So they were shorthanded. And then once again, they were into the the mode of, of getting off to a slow start. This is something that happened last week against the Washington Redskins, and I was hoping that it was just a matter of rust, not epidemic, not related to whatever happened last year, but they scored only 41 first quarter points in the entire season. But once again, it's continuing, so it's something that has to be addressed. Merrill, I, I still don't know, and I get Doug didn't really have any information post-game, and, and maybe you've learned a little bit more since then. How in the world, after really not being on the injury report throughout the week, did Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Dallas Goddard simply not be able to play in the game? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, except that it's, it's not the first time that I've seen uh, football players uh, with a pulled calf or, or twisted ankle or something that just happens to occur during the warm-ups. And, of course, as I said, both Jeffrey and Jackson were injured early in the game. And this is, I guess, pure speculation because usually Howard has some – Howard Eskin, who's on your broadcast, has some sort of report about the field conditions or whatever. And, you know, it was it's a dome even though the roof was open and it's turf. Do you, do you think that maybe the condition – of the turf at Mercedes-Benz Stadium might have had something to do with the wide, with the large amount of injuries the Eagles had with key offensive guys? No, I don't. Uh, I, I walked across that field, and it is artificial turf, but it, it's perfect. It's new, and it's, it's state-of-the-art, and I wouldn't blame it on any outside factor. Okay, well, I, I guess we'll have to hear more from Doug uh, this morning or this afternoon once he gets an update from the medical staff of the Eagles. So another thing that you brought up, Merrill, was the slow start. And it's happened more than once in the past two years. How can the Eagles fix this problem? Boy, that's, that is a real good question for Doug and the offensive coaching staff because this is something that keeps happening. Um, you know, you, you might just, just 
throwing something up in the air that for this last couple of years, Doug has been deferring if the Eagles win the coin toss. And so they are on defense to start the game. Who knows? Maybe maybe trying to get the ball, maybe electing to take the ball with the very first possession might work. But again, I'm just grasping at straws. The fact of the matter is they're not executing early in the game. And yet we saw what happened in the second half where they came back very, very strongly. Yeah, and, and to follow up on that, how do you how would you assess Carson's game last night? I think Carson struggled early in the game, and then he took a shot and needed a, a medical examination, but he came back in. But like every quarterback, there are rough stretches that you go through. There are times that you are just not accurate, just not on your game. But the great ones, and I put Carson Wentz into that category as one of the real talents in this league, they find a way to shake it off and put it behind them. And in the second half, he was at times spectacular. A couple of plays that stood out offensively, Merrill, and, and, and this is in a, a negative fashion, um, that Nelson Aguilar drop in the fourth quarter. Now, he followed it up with a great catch on fourth down, but that drop simply can't happen, right? Well, it, it can't, but it does. They are, they are human beings, not machines. But it it was one that hurt a lot because he was clear on the sideline and somehow or other the ball just went through his hands. Uh, As you mentioned, on the other hand, he made an amazing catch to keep them alive late in the game where he went up in a crowd and came down with the football. And earlier in that quarter, he went way into the air and pulled down a pass that was thrown high and uh, came up with a first down. So, And then, of course, Aguilar caught a touchdown, the first touchdown pass of the game. So he did a lot of good things, but there's no doubt Nelson himself will admit that the one he dropped was a big one. Yeah, and, and then Zach Ertz on the last, last Eagles offensive play. W- what can he do to get past that first down marker. Do you need do you think he needs to run his route a little bit longer or is it just a situation where he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time? I, I think it was a matter of inches. He made the catch as he almost always does. He was about a half yard away. He could not back forward for it because uh, he was surrounded and he was he was being hit. So he tried to twist and give a little ground or spin for that first down and just couldn't make it. I think he did everything in his power. Defensively, Merrill, even though he had one of the Eagles' interceptions, it seemed like the Falcons were picking on Ronald Darby. Did you get that sense as well? I think they went deep on more than Ronald Darby. Uh, I think there were several breakdowns in the defense. And if you go back to the Washington game, there were problems there when Terry McLaurin their young wide receiver out of Ohio State. He beat them for a 70-yard bomb. And then on another instance, he was deep and the ball was just overthrown, but he was past the secondary. This is something that absolutely has to be addressed. Uh, you, you cannot continually give up big plays. And I'm sure Jim Schwartz would be the first to admit that, but that's something that has to be examined and improved. And speaking of a big play, this was the biggest play of all. It's the play that put the Falcons ahead for good. The Julio Jones 54-yard touchdown, his second touchdown of the night. What do you think happened on that play? It seemed like a lot of momentum was in the Eagles' favor, and then all of a sudden Jones catches a screen, and then boom. 
Well, you're talking about one of the truly elite receivers in all of football. And uh, the Eagles have been fortunate the last couple of meetings, giving up catches to Jones, but keeping him out of the end zone. But that certainly didn't happen uh, last night. He had two touchdowns in this game. And that second one, the Eagles were coming with the blitz. And Ryan just got the ball over to, to Julio Jones. He got a good block. And the rest was... Just Julio Jones going to the races and just ran away from everybody as he is apt to do. Well, Merrill, the Eagles were a good play here or there from from turning the, the, the result around to, to their fortune, and thus it would have been a much more jovial morning in Philadelphia. But they, they lost, and we, and we move forward to the, to the Lions next week. What do you think the Eagles really need to focus on? A couple of things that they must focus on to do better against Detroit. Well, I'll just give you three. Uh, The running game has to pick up. Uh, I thought they would be able to run the ball a lot more effectively against the Falcons, and they did not. So the running game, and particularly the run blocking, I think has to be better than it was. Uh, Again, as I I mentioned before, they have to be able to defend against the deep pass. And I also think they have to find a way, whether it's scheme or whatever, to get off to a quick start. It's one thing to come back from a 17-0 deficit against the Redskins. They actually did overcome a big deficit, a 17-6 deficit, and take the lead against the Falcons, but then the Falcons came back and won the game at the end. You can't live and win consistently by always having to come from behind. Eventually, uh, as was the case last night, they just fell short. I still believe this is a good team, and I don't think anybody was picking them to go 16-0. and So uh, they just have to pick it up from here. The one good thing, it was not, uh, certainly it was in the conference, but it was not in the division. Certainly agree with you on that. There's a silver lining there. Merrill, thanks for the time as always. Doug Peterson talks today at noon. We'll get your reaction on what he has to say tomorrow. Look forward to our conversation then. Thanks, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.